Welcome to an inspirational message recorded live at Middle Falls Christian Center. Hallelujah. Oh, Heavenly Father, what a powerful song that is. And how profound is this day that the last day of this year we would spend in the house of God, that you've purposed it, it would be the day of the Lord. Father, therefore we pray that your Spirit will come and visit us even one more time in this last day of this year. May Jesus Christ be glorified. Blessed be your holy name. What a wonderful truth to know this. Time doesn't exist with you. You are endless and you are eternal. You are uncreated. You are self-sufficient. We come therefore before you through Jesus Christ and ask for your blessing, for your presence and for your anointing that Jesus Christ may be glorified. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Good morning, everyone. Thank you very much, band. Good morning, everyone. It's wonderful to be in the house of God on this very last day. How profound is it that the 31st of December this year would be on the day of the Lord? The last day. It sounds, it sounds almost negative. It almost sounds down. You know, this is the end. This is the last day. But you've made it. Congratulations. We've all made it. We are here. Praise God for that. Yes, we've made it. Now, just yesterday, I was talking to a man, a businessman, and he was pretty down because recently he made the wrong decision and a wrong business decision costed him 250,000 rand. Many people have gone through hardships and difficulties this year, but there is always hope. There is always hope. That's why you are here. And for those via the live stream, our family via the live stream, I greet you also in the wonderful name of our Lord Jesus Christ on this last day. You know, it is the last day of 2023. And the end is in sight. But so too the end is in sight for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. We are here because God has brought us here. And what a privilege it is. You know, tonight... All of you must come because I do believe that there's a message for all of us going into 2024. We always are so reliant and dependent upon that message where prophetic insight is given as to what lies ahead. Because this is what God's Word is all about. It's telling us about the future. It's the only book that tells us about the future. And we can rest and we can be Comfortable in this, and I, I want to take you back 12 months, exactly 12 months to the date of a few things that were shared that night about what's lying ahead for 2023, and see if you can resonate with this, and some of these things may have impacted you. It was said that the number three was going to play a significant role this year because of the year 2023, and in the Hebrew alphabet, the third letter is... Is Gimel, and the pictograph of that is the camel. And it was said of the camel two things. Number one, the camel is an animal that goes through the desert. How many of you have not been through a desert? Some of you may feel that you are still there. Point number two about the camel is this. The camel in biblical times represent wealth. 
And it was said that people's wealth would be impacted. And how many of us did not experience that this year? The second thing that I want to point out, and there's just three things I briefly want to allude to as a build-up to what I want to share this morning. The second thing is, is it was said that a lot of things that were kept in secret were going to be revealed. And how true is that not? I can't even begin to just mention some of the things. If I just mention all the lies and all the conspiracies that came to light of all the secrets that were kept concerning COVID and the vaccine and what the big pharma houses did and all of these secrets, they were exposed. We see how governments have manipulated elections and all these secrets are coming out. Just in South Africa, we've seen just what had happened and what had come out because of ESCOM because of a particular book and a particular interview, God will not let the lies lie down and be kept secret. And the third thing is it said it was going to be a year of transition, a year of transition where the people will grow closer to God and those who will grow closer to God will have spiritual growth. Have you had spiritual growth this year? Are you in a place where you say, that it's been good for me spiritually. You see, even in desert times, God uses that as opportunities to draw us closer to Him. But here we are at the end of 2023. What is it that lies ahead for us? Well, come tonight. Come tonight and hear. I'd like to say, when I was looking about things coming to an end, I was reminded of what Steve Jobs wrote at the end of a season in his life. Now, for those who do not know, he was one of the founders of Apple. And listen to what he said. At this moment, lying on the sick bed and recalling my whole life, I realized that all the recognition and the wealth that I took so much pride in have paled and become meaningless in the face of impending death. You see, you can employ someone to drive the car for you, someone to make money for you, but you cannot have someone to bear the sickness for you. Whichever stage in life we are in right now, he says, with time, we will face the day when the curtain comes down. The curtain is coming down today on 2023. Where are you and where do you want to be? You see, in our spiritual growth and walk this year. Is this enough? Have we come to a place where we say, I have done it, I have made it, and I'm happy, and is it enough? You see, because if we are in that place, we are in a dangerous place because we are limiting what God can even do in this day because I do believe with all of my heart that what we have encountered this year, what the Lord has prepared for us this year was only in preparation for what's coming in 2024. I honestly believe that. We have not gone, th gone through hardships and learning the things that we have learned for it to stay behind in 2023. God has got so much more for us. You know, when we read in the Word of God, we read of the parables that Jesus did. We read of His miracles that He had done. And it's recorded that there are 37 miracles. These are specific miracles through which Jesus teaches us 
particular and pertinent things. But then we read in John 21 verse 25, and there are also many other things that Jesus did, which if they were written one by one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. So much more that Jesus did than what was recorded. When Peter came to that time where there was nothing, God said, cast the net to the other side, and there was more. When Jesus took the loaves of bread and the two fish, he had to break it so that there would be more. God has got more for us, and we must be ready to accept more, but we must also position ourselves to receive more because we are our own limitations. Coming at the end of today, the end of this year, God willing, we step into a new year. For that which we have learned must be taken into next year because God has got so much more. I want us to go to the book of Daniel, chapter number 9. And I want to highlight a few things as we will be reading from the book of Daniel. It's Daniel chapter number 9. And just quickly in verse 1, it refers to in what time it happened. It was in the first year of the king of Ahasuerus, the Median king called Darius, or as some would call Darius. So what had happened now in Daniel 5, the king of Babylon was taken out, and in one night, the Medo-Persians took control over Babylon. And now this is the first year of this new king's reign. Now listen, let's go to verse 2. Now Daniel writes here, and he says, In the first year of his reign, of this king Darius' reign, he says, I, Daniel, understood from the books the number of years which according to the word of the Lord to Jeremiah the prophet, must pass before the desolations which had been pronounced on Jerusalem would end. And it was 70 years. Now, I just want to give some context here. Daniel now, by all means, biblical scholars reckon he's about the age of 80, around about the age of 80. More or less, he's been 67 years in captivity. As a young boy, he was taken captive being in the Babylonian Empire ever since then, gone through a few kings, and now he gets this, writes this in chapter number nine at the age of around about 80 years old. Now he searches the scriptures because he doesn't read the word, he, he searches the scriptures and he finds himself in the book of Jeremiah and he comes to this astonishing realization that there is an end to this captivity. Jeremiah declares that it's only going to last 70 years. Him being here almost 70 years, knowing that the time of something was about to end in order for something new to start. And he found this only by spending time in the Scriptures, that through the prophet Jeremiah, this was revealed he also realizes that there's a promise given here when he reads about Jeremiah. It's a promise of restoration, that there is a validity period that 70 years are going to end and the people are going to return to their homeland and they are going to build their temple. 
Daniel also realizes when he reads about Jeremiah, that which was said, he's living proof. He is living this prophetic promise that was given. He finds himself in this time. He resonates with this. And even knowing how Daniel went about and searched the scriptures, you can be pretty sure he must have read also from the prophet Isaiah because more than a hundred years prior to this, the Lord also prophesied through the prophet Isaiah that the name would be even given of that king who would lead Israel back or Judah back to, to, to Jerusalem. And you find that in Isaiah 44 verses 8, and this is what God says. For God who says of Cyrus, his name is Cyrus, he is my shepherd and he shall perform all my pleasures, saying to Jerusalem, you shall be built and to the temple, your foundation shall be laid. Now you can imagine what Daniel must have felt like. He's discovered this treasure. A time of his people's captivity is coming to an end. There is newness that is beckoning. He must have been so excited. I mean, you would have thought he must have celebrated this, must have rejoiced. Call the people of Israel all together and say, let us gather together and prepare ourselves because the end is in sight. But then we go to verse 3 in chapter 9 and listen what Daniel does. Daniel doesn't go and rejoice. Daniel goes and he prays, but he doesn't just pray. He does more because there is more. He prays and he fasts, putting sackcloth and ashes upon him because he is distraught. This is a prayer of lamentation because he realized when reading Jeremiah how wicked Israel had treated God why they were punished because they were disobedient. And he starts praying and he intercedes for his nation because he knows that they have done evil in the eyes of God and there has not been repentance up until this point in time. And Daniel takes the responsibility and he says, I will do it. I will stand in the gap and I will repent of the evils that my country and that what my nation has done. And what was the outcome? And we will come to that. But can we pray such praise today? Is there a person who would stand up and say, Lord, our country is doing evil and they are doing wrong. Where are the people who will pray for our nation? Because God surely will let the nation suffer if the evil continues, but he will hearken to the prayers of the righteous person who intercedes for their nation. Even in this hour, on this day, God will do this for us. This is what God does for Daniel. Daniel is so moved of the evil that his own people had done. He cannot even pray for himself. He prays only for Israel. And you know what I love about the Word of God? There's nothing that is coincidental in the Word of God. We read of how Daniel intercedes for Israel in chapter number 9, Daniel 9. In the book of Ezra, chapter number 9, Ezra does exactly the same thing. He intercedes for the people of Israel and he asks God for his mercies and to forgive the nation and restore them unto him. The next book, Nehemiah, in Nehemiah chapter number nine, he prays a similar prayer, asking for God to forgive the nation their sins and intercede and God answers. Ezra nine, Nehemiah nine, Daniel nine. There's a pattern here. And when there's a pattern, God is speaking and there's a purpose in that because God answers the prayers of those who diligently seek Him because there is so much more that God has for all of us. 
Here God is preparing Israel to return. What is God ready for us? What is He got ready for each and every single one of us? You know, sometimes to go forward, we need to go back. You know, when we want to know what God's will is for our lives, that is a means for us to know that we can now move forward because God is with us and He goes before us. But in order to move forward, we need to go back to the Word of God because only there do we find the compass to guide us in what lies ahead. There is no other faith. There is no other book. There is no other writer that does this except our God, the Bible that we read. And Daniel wasn't reading. Daniel was searching the Scriptures. There comes a time, child of God, that we must stop just reading the Word of God, but search the Scriptures. The word search here means, and if I just get the right definition here, it means to investigate and to study and to seek. It is only when you search the Scriptures that you will come to the understanding of, God, of what God is saying to each and every single one of us. And when Daniel was reading out of Jeremiah, just for those who, who, who want to go and confirm what I'm saying, saying, don't always trust what we say, go and confirm it in the Word of God. In Jeremiah 25, 11 and 12, it is said, Jeremiah says, and these nations shall serve the king of Babylon for 70 years, and when 70 years are completed, that I will punish the king of Babylon and that nation. God confirms Israel is going back. Jeremiah 29, 10, after 70 years are completed at Babylon, I will visit you and I will perform my good word toward you, and I will cause you to return to this place. You see, here's something that Daniel knew. He knew the end was in sight. Let's say two, three years. He knew. He didn't care how it was going to happen because he realized that God is true to His Word. He knew that the end was in sight, and he chose to pray and intercede for his people. Not to celebrate and to party, but to pray for his people, because he knew that what would it help Israel if they just go back to Jerusalem, but there is no desire and no hunger and no thirst to return to God and to repent of their wickedness. And it comes then here in verse 3 that the Lord lays on his heart and he listens to the prayers. Let's go to verse uh, 17, I want to go to verse 17 of Daniel. You see, the Jewish exiles were about to return to their homeland. We are soon about to return to our homeland. This earth is not our permanent habitation. It was supposed to be, but because of sin, God would not keep us here. God is going to make everything new and give us better than what we have right now. For those who are lost, this is the best that it will get. For us, the earth is a pathway to heaven. For those who don't believe in Jesus Christ, this is the pathway to hell, sadly. God even speaks of this in, I just mentioned here, um, Romans 13, 11. And do this knowing that the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent and the day is at hand. Therefore let us cast off the works of darkness. And then in verse 14 he says, But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh. This world is in a mess. But still, when there's a mess, there's an opportunity for a message. And you and I are those people that the Lord will use 
If we like Daniel seek God with all of our hearts, Jeremiah writes when there is prayer that we pray with heartfelt prayers. Daniel prayed with heartfelt prayers. Listen to verse 17, 18 and 19. And I just summarize what those verses said. He says here, Lord, cause your face to shine on your sanctuary. Verse 18, incline your ear to hear, open your eyes and see our desolations. Verse 19, Lord, hear, Lord, forgive, Lord, listen and act, Lord, don't delay. What was Daniel praying? What was Daniel praying? He was now coming out of spending time in the book of Jeremiah. He was praying what Jeremiah was already saying in the scrolls of Jeremiah. He was praying in line with what Jeremiah was saying. He was reminding God of what God revealed through His Holy Spirit to Jeremiah. He's praying precisely in line with this. He's praying God's perfect will and His promises over the situation. And when you do this, when you pray God's Word, when you remind God about His promises and your prayers are heartfelt, God cannot but only answer those prayers because that's what he does. And just to prove this, listen to what Jeremiah said in verse 12 of chapter 29. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you. Daniel is doing exactly this. He's calling upon God and he knows God says, I will listen to you. Listen to verse 13 of Jeremiah 29. And you will seek me and you will find me when you search for me with all your heart. That's the kind of prayer that grabs God's attention. Prayer with all your heart. You put everything aside and you focus just on God, what the Lord has put on your heart. Daniel couldn't pray for himself. He was burdened for his people. And because of that, his whole heart was invested in that prayer. Listen to verse 14. God says in Jeremiah 29 verse 14, I will be found by you. God doesn't want to hide from us. He wants to be found. It says here, and I will bring you back from your captivity and I will gather you from all the nations. God always honors His word. And He honors His word by answering our prayers. Now listen, whilst Daniel is praying this, what happens? Daniel is interrupted in his prayer. Verse 21 says this, While I was speaking in prayer, the man Gabriel, the archangel, whom I had seen in the visions at the beginning, he also encountered Gabriel in chapter 8 of Daniel. He says, Him being caused to fly swiftly, he reached me about the time of the evening offering. And Gabriel informed me and talked with me and he said, Oh, Daniel, I have now come forth to give you skill to understand. At the beginning of your supplications, the command went out, and I have come to tell you that you are greatly beloved. Daniel didn't ask anything of God about the future. He prayed for Israel about their evils, and knowing that the time was nearing, that God would deliver Israel or Judah from the captivity. And now God comes. Not only does he hearken to the prayer of Daniel, but now he gives him so much more. He gives him the future of Israel. He says the Jewish nation, there's going to be a future about them. The Messiah is going to come. He's gives him the revelation and the understanding concerning the 70th week of Daniel about the end times. Jesus himself even mentions Daniel in the New Testament when four of the disciples came to Jesus on the mountain and they asked him, tell us 
When will these things happen and what will the signs be? And Jesus called those four disciples together. And in Matthew 24, he speaks that whole rendition of what, um, uh, uh, what, what is about to happen. And in verse 15, he says this of Daniel. Therefore, speaking to his disciples now, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel, the prophet, standing in the holy place, Whoever reads, let him understand. Jesus himself even would remember Daniel, and he speaks of him. Jesus says, Daniel the prophet. And I want to say to you, we hear of what Daniel done here, and we think he's a man that was in full-time service before God. I tell you, Daniel was a busy man. Don't be fooled that it's only for full-time people in the kingdom of God. Full-time meaning, full-time ministry. Daniel was a servant. He was in charge of all the wise men. In, in, in Babylon. He was, in, he was a governor to the provinces of Babylon. He was the king's servant. He was the king's advisor. He was the interpreter of dreams and visions. Daniel was a busy person, but he found time to search the scriptures, to spend time with God. Every one of us can do that. There's no exclusion included in this. Know this. I want to say to you today, child of God, God wants to be found because God wants to give us more. God wants us to know about the coming of His Son. God wants the church to be ready. He wants us to know Him more through His Scriptures. God wants to answer prayers because God wants to give us more. That is what God's desire is for us. We so often think that it ends at the cross because when Jesus said it was finished, we think it is it. No, it was the end of his mission on earth, but there was more. In the grave, he was three days, took the keys of hell and of death, but that was not the end. The grave shook and Jesus arose with many others. Read Matthew 27, because he was resurrected, but that was not the end, because there is more. He ascended to the heaven where he is now at this present time, living to intercede for us until such time as he comes to fetch his bride. It is more, it is not ending. He's coming back with us to reign for a thousand years. And then he's gonna act and he's gonna take the beast, the false prophet and the antichrist, and he's gonna destroy them. And we will have more of God eternally. That is what God has for us. He wants to give us so much more. Are you ready for 24? 2024 is coming. You have been getting ready this year. You have been prepared in 2023. Take this into 2024. Listen what will be shared tonight. Meditate on it. Write it down. Write the vision down, the word says, and make it the very essence of your life. Because when God speaks, we must listen. I close off with this. The beauty, the highlight for me about reading this about Daniel, and there are many highlights here, is verse 23. Gabriel says this to Daniel, I have come to tell you, for you are greatly beloved. You see, in God's word, God says to Abram that Abram is a friend of God. And because we are of the seed of Abraham, we are God's friends too. James 2.23 and Isaiah 41 verse 8 declares this, that God calls Abraham a friend. That's in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, Jesus called his disciples and all the believers his friends. Now it is great and an honor to be called a friend of God. But there's more. Because in the Old Testament, 
God speaks of Daniel as his beloved. And in the New Testament, Jesus speaks of one person as his beloved, which is John. You see how God takes the two Testaments? Daniel, a prophet of the Old Testament. John, an apostle of the New Testament, both being called beloved. To both of them, God would give the revelation concerning the end times and everything, not just writing about it, but the understanding of it. You cannot read Daniel without revelation and you cannot read revelation without Daniel. There is so much more for us. Do we want to be a friend of God or do we, do we want to be called the beloved of God? Because God has got so much more. We always see, mostly, and our faith is based on what we see with the naked eye. And that is far less than what God has in mind for us. Let's position ourselves then for 2024 to receive it all because God has got so much more. I close off with the scripture. Daniel 11:32 says this, those who do wickedly against the covenant, he shall corrupt with flattery. But to the people who know their God, they shall be strong and they shall carry out great exploits. In Jesus' name, we will carry out great exploits. Let's stand and give our Lord a praise offering because we are gonna do great exploits in the name of Jesus Christ. Because God has got more, we will do more and we will have more. How wonderful, how wonderful is His glorious name. Hallelujah. Let's raise our hands to the heavens, to the one and only true God. Oh Lord, thank you that you've brought us through the whole year to this day. Now, Lord, release the more that you have prepared us for. Blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Come, Holy Spirit, come, we pray, and complete the work that you have started in each and every single one of us. Now, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of your Holy Spirit be with us now into 2024 and forevermore. In Jesus' name we pray this and all of God's people say, Amen. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.